With Savvy Earth Savers, it's Cruzan Mechanical joining us to tell us all about evolutions in perfections. Hello, Savvy Earth Savers. We're going to talk today about evolution. So, what is evolution? Well, evolution is a sequence of design changes happening on their own in a discernible direction. It never weds itself to a single point on a drawing board. So, an evolving system or animal is free to simply go with what works. Not so much that its performance suffers greatly, but enough that it opens access to other options near the so-called optimal design. Now, with scientists often looking to nature for clues to solve challenges, they should also be free to miss the optimal mark and open a wider design space over time. What does that mean? Essentially, perfection is the enemy of evolution. And the freedom to miss the optimal mark, to to disregard what would be the best outcome, opens a wider range of new designs over time. Now, scientists are actually trained to seek out the absolute best solution to a given problem. That's what they do. On a chalkboard, this might look like something like drawing a graph to find a function's minimum or maximum point. Or say, for example, they're designing a turbojet engine. It might mean tweaking the rotor blades angles a tiny degree to achieve the tenth of a percent increase in efficiency. But that is not how nature operates. And Adrian Bajan, the J.A. Jones Distinguished Professor of Mechanical Engineering at Duke University, has kind of cottoned onto this fact. So he's talked a lot about this and he says, while science often looks to nature for clues to solve challenges, Bajan wondered if he might look the opposite way to predict nature before looking at it. So if problem solvers and builders were free to miss the absolute highest mark, how much greater might the range of design be that they consider plausible? Now, this is the question that he's put out in a new paper in the journal Biosystems. He used two relatively simple examples. So walkways ferrying passengers off a train and a bird flapping its wings. And he discovered that the answer to this question, how how much greater would the range of designs be is quite a lot. So in engineering, design, theatre, architecture or even organisation at a university, any form of design benefits from the ability to make good but imperfect decisions and the freedom to move on and contemplate other opportunities for improvement. So if no one is wedded to the idea of the absolute best, nothing new will ever be created. So in his paper, this fascinating professor looked at the examples of passengers arriving by train and walking across a room with many exit points. With the total area of the room remaining constant, but the length and width of the room free to change, he solves for the optimal shape of the room to get all passengers where they're going the quickest. With the solution equations in hand, he shows that providing even 1% wiggle room for imperfection away from the best performance opens up the design space by 28%. In his second example, he looked at the flapping motion of birds at nearly constant altitude and speed. Considering the various forces involved, you've got drag during gliding, lift created by wing size, speed and body size, among others, he formulated an equation for the rhythm of wings needed to maintain constant speed with minimum effort. While an optimal answer does exist, he once again showed that allowing for just 1% of imperfection above the theoretical minimum effort opened the design space by 20%. Now, he said he chose these examples because they involved changing only a single variable, a single degree of freedom, the shape for a room or the flapping rhythm of a wing. 
In more complex examples that involve many variables, these little tiny tolerances for imperfection create an even wider range of good enough solutions. So the lesson learned is that science now has a predictive idea of how nature works. So by focusing less on finding optimal designs, researchers may have the freedom to iteratively move towards entirely new design concepts that wouldn't otherwise have been within their sight. It also gives designs, methods, and entire fields of study the ability to adapt to a changing world. That word we love, adapt. Now, the doctrine of chasing the best design isn't that helpful. The teaching of science should go hand in hand with the freedom to take a shot, hit the vicinity of the mark, and move on. The end goal isn't just to hit a bullseye, but to keep more arrows in your quiver, to keep taking shots over a long period of time. Now, why is that important when I'm chatting to you, Savvy Earth Savers? Because you will be free in your life to make mistakes and try new things. And as you go away to experiment and discover, the freedom to be free from the pressure of perfection can open up so many opportunities. And it can be how we better understand our world too. Until next week, bye-bye. 